No one's innocent in crime town. Certainly not Hiram Lodge's mystery mistress. doing in my room that's a good question here's another one why's a water inspector carrying a gun i only want to talk miss mulray who the hell are you and how do you know my name it's the glamour shade egg right if you shoot me i'll drop it i've seen one of these before hiram lodge likes to give them out as gifts Maybe in your case, payment. And it costs more than you'll make in a lifetime. So put it down before you break it. Welcome to Riverdale. Welcome to Riverdale. This is the Carefree Black Nerd Review Show covering CW and Archie Comics uh, Archie Reboot Riverdale in its third season. This is episode 11 of season 3, chapter 46, The Red Dahlia. Now after one of their own becomes a target, the gang works to get to the bottom of that mystery. Betty works to piece together clues about a series of deaths in the town and Archie sets out on a new path. Alright y'all, I'm your host Rain Coleman of the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast. This is Welcome to Riverdale. And uh, when you're listening to this episode and when you're watching Riverdale live, please use that hashtag WTRPod. That is the official hashtag for Carefree Black Nerd's Riverdale Review. Um, Make sure that you're watching or listening rather to the other shows on the feed. Monday will be Welcome to Riverdale Day. Tuesday will be a deadly class act and wednesday is black lightning matters uh the links will be in the show notes now you guys know that i have a love hate stressful relationship with this show and i feel as if they're trying to do better and they are in some instances but overall they are kind of dropping the ball uh this episode the red dahlia we have, uh, what's homegirl name? Uh, Kathy Lee. Kathy Lee Gifford is a uh, guest star, and I believe that's her. Short, blonde, tan woman. And it was a pretty good episode. I honestly did enjoy it. You know, I was a little frustrated at a lot of things that happened. Because uh, overall, you know, this show is good for having plot holes and, I don't know, just a bunch of shit that should be rectified. Now, what we get here is a noir episode, like an old Humphrey Bogart detective type of deal and you know i'm okay with that or else i would be but the thing with this show it's like they throw a bunch of stuff against the wall and just see try to see what sticks which is i guess makes sense but you try to you should try to stay true to what the show is and it just frustrates me to no end that season one was such a good solid concise compact season that had a beginning middle and end and still left room for new mysteries going forward now it's like you give a motherfucker an inch and they take a mile riverdale when it had 13 episodes for season one was a good show 
now that they have 22 episodes, it's like, we're just going to do whatever the hell, whatever. And I don't like that. Uh, this noir episode, like I said, was good. It was interesting, I'll say that. I don't want to say it was good. I did enjoy it when I watched it, and it was something that I was, you know, kind of there for. But my concern is the show is juggling so many different people and so many different stories, and it doesn't feel like they have a handle on what's happening from episode to episode. Um, Veronica, okay, we, we, we come back in the wake of Hiram being shot. Now, there are a few things going on. Uh, we get Jughead writing his novel, which when the hell is he ever going to release this goddamn novel? Like, is that just a smokescreen to have him be the narrator? And if so, okay, cool, but we got to do better. Uh, and now it's like, I, can't, I don't even think that this is honestly something he's going to do. Because in this episode, which I'm sure he's done in others, but this one in particular, this man is pretty much detailing... The murder of Tallboy and all this other stuff that if people found out, law enforcement would lock you up for. So you can't very well publish this in a book. Like, what are we doing here? Like, ah, it's frustrating because I'm like, you've been working on this book for two years now. What? Uh, and you can't rush the creative process when it comes to an actual writer. I get that. But God damn it. What is the end game with these narrations? I don't know. Now... Betty is back talking to her dad. We got this Hannibal Lecter, Claire Reese storyline going on. And I'm actually okay with it. This is one of the better collection of scenes for me. Uh, I think it'll read better once we get through a few more episodes or even towards the end of this season. But uh, I can see where it might get boring. Um, I'm not there yet. I, I am a bit confused as to why Betty is still going back to see her dad. And to discuss his lover, Penelope, I'll get to that in a bit. But to discuss her and her crimes, like, what do you hope to accomplish? Is he going to be, uh, I guess, excited to have her locked up? Well, no more conjugal visits. Are you jealous that she's out and you're not? Like, are you just this psychotic person who, like, I, I don't get, I don't get the end game with that either. And you know, maybe it's just not for me to understand. But this show is not doing it for me. Now, they did a lot of retconning in this episode, and it was things that I didn't like. Now, we know that Clifford hung himself in season one, and they kind of retconned that to where now we think that it's Penelope who did it. And I would be okay with that, but I'm not, because season one was such a good season for Riverdale. I'm like, please do not touch Riverdale at all, season one. Just go forward with your bullshit. Don't try to retcon stuff that happened in season one. Don't taint it. Season one was a perfect season of Riverdale. God. Oh, shoot. So uh, we go with this Archie bullshit where he just can't quit fucking up. Like he's talking to his dad and he's like, well, you know, maybe college isn't for me. And I'm like, college is for none of you motherfuckers. Ain't none of y'all took an essay. Well, I mean, y'all just did like two episodes ago or last episode. None of y'all have been doing anything as it pertains to school. But whatever I digress what gets me is that though this is a show and it's supposed to be entertaining why the hell isn't Archie going to therapy he needs to see someone I don't understand why he's allowed to just continue to spiral out of control yes I'm not a fan of his and yes he's done a lot of fucked up shit but at the end of the day he's still a child on this show, 17, 16, or otherwise, no matter how old they try to make these kids be, he's still a kid. Why isn't his dad 
or his mom for that matter, more act like okay. Before I even finish that thought, why in the fuck hasn't his mom called back home after hearing that Riverdale is in quarantine? Why isn't Kevin' mom called home or returned home? Like I, my child is miles away from me in the city that they're in, which isn't a New York, it isn't a LA, it isn't a Dallas. It's a small quaint town and it's under quarantine you don't think i'm trying to find out answers so weird um so yeah archie gets into it with the foreman who's telling him he needs to take a break this scene was very reminiscent of punisher season one yeah season one uh punisher was a construction worker in that season as well and i don't know if that's what they were going for or if it was just a, a call back to season one of riverdale but i did enjoy that i didn't enjoy the full scene because the foreman was a hefty, tall, older guy. He's like, you know, this is the union. You have to take your break, your scheduled break. And I was like, I ain't going to take no goddamn break. Fuck you, old man. I'll whoop your ass. And he's like, you don't want to do this with me, kid. I got at least a good 100 pounds on you. Which is like, that's what I wanted to see. I want somebody to be firm and assertive with him. It's not necessarily that I want Archie to get his ass beat. It's not that. It's just he... He is spiraling out of control, and this does not change the way I feel about him. I still think he's trash. I do not like him. But again, he is a kid who is dealing with shit, and none of the adults in his life are doing right by him. What the fuck? So he gets to arguing and pushing and, and fighting with the foreman, and then gets fired. And this is the one of the scenes that really pissed me off, is that Fred's like, oh, how can the fuck wrong with you? And this, like, okay, pretty much Fred was mad. Understandably so. But my thing is, uh, excuse me, dear absentee father, don't come in here trying to act like the shit that Archie is doing is bad. Well, it is bad. Don't act as if you have a stake in his life. Archie has been through shit from season one up until now. Fred has been there, but until he got shot, it's like he wasn't an active participant in his child's life. I don't care how grown Archie feels or whatever, but he's living in your house and you're allowing a lot of these things to go on. And that's one thing if he sneaks out and go do whatever he he does, but you're still his father. Where the hell have you been? Where is your ex-wife? Where's his mom? These parents are failing these children. At the same time, this show has not decided on how old these children are, and that's even more frustrating. You have these high school age kids, but then you slide into these adult roles like Archie being the drunk at this bar, Noir Nari, Nor, Nor, whatever, Veronica's bullshit ass bar, where they have Josie being the black entertainment as always, singing to an empty house while Reggie serves the drinks. It's like you. You have a lot of these scenes that are set up to be these adult-esque scenes, but then you still revert back to them being children. Like, it's, it's, I can let go and enjoy it while watching it, but I can't let go and enjoy it while watching it. Uh, this show does a piss-poor-ass job when it comes to its people of color and its marginalized people. We ain't seen Kevin in God knows how long. And I do understand you're dealing with an ensemble cast. And you have your four main characters. Archie, Betty, Veronica, and Jughead. But then on the out... Everyone that's in, not inside the inner circle seems to be just shuffled around and just pulled in whenever it fits the narrative for the other four. Uh, like with Archie being belligerent and drunk at the bar, which is... 
why are y'all serving liquor? You are children. How is this just, how is this the thing that's going on? Well, Reggie's like, yeah, Archie, I think you've had enough. Let me call you a cab. Call you a cab? Where's his father? What do you mean call him a cab? Why is he even here drinking? Like, and Pops, what the fuck is going on with him? How are you an adult above this seedy dive bar that this 16-year-old owns and you're not taking more initiative of taking care of what the hell is going on? These motherfuckers, I don't give a fuck if Veronica owns Pops or not, the, the, the diner. She's a kid. Get her the fuck out of here. I just, uh So, uh, security, apparently they have security now. And Josie stops her set to run off of stage to stop security from manhandling Archie. She's like, oh, no, he's a friend. He's our friend. We know him from school. No, are, are you children or are you adults? Don't slip back into the, we're classmates at Riverdale. You are all existing in these adult spaces okay so my frustration comes with having Josie show up to sing because that's all she does that's all she's good for and then when she takes Archie home to his house and throws him in the tub fully closed and, and gives him a cold shower she's like oh you you need to wake up and this and that the optics of this show are very bad this black girl who only shows up to either sing or or to further someone else's, i.e. a white person's plot in this story is very frustrating. Same can be said for her mother, Mayor McCoy. Yeah, you had a little bit of shit going on. She had a little bit more agency, I feel, than Josie did. But ultimately, all the things that she do is in service to these four main white characters. were well, white passing. Um, and she... <laughs> Even the whole having an affair with um, with Kevin's dad could have been played out very differently. But again, it's it's it, she had the affair so that Veronica and Betty could discover this thing and, and figure out this mystery. It wasn't even her own thing. It was just for that. And then with Josie, she shows up just to sing and to further someone else's plot. Last episode, they scared the shit out of her. Hiram did. That was the purpose she 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 served is to sing and to be scared to send a message to his daughter. Same thing with this episode. Oh, don't hurt him. We're he's our classmate, so I'm gonna sing for you. I'm gonna tap dance and shuck and jive, but then I'm also going to help this man get off his feet, and I'm gonna be his magical Negro or his wise, uh, beyond her ages Negro. Like, why is this? I'm I I I I can enjoy the show, but I can't enjoy the show. It's becoming increasingly more upsetting watching this show. It's like, what are you doing? And before you're like, oh, well, the other characters do such, such. And it's the same thing even with Tony Topaz. What the hell is she doing outside of being Cheryl's girlfriend? I mean, Cheryl ain't doing shit either, really. But she has done things in the past. She's had more to do. I just feel like they're dropping the ball and there are a lot of people who enjoy this show and i used to really love this show and i don't love it anymore i'm kind of waiting for the the next shoe to drop or whatever the saying is and as much as i enjoy some parts of the show i just can't overlook the way that things black and people of color and marginalized people are being portrayed or treated on this show even with reggie like, okay, there's this will-they-won't-they they thing with Veronica, and then she ultimately is like, no, we won't, and though she's not really with Archie, she's kind of back with him, and you're good enough to be my bodyguard and run my liquor and help me out around 
the the bar. Not saying that she's obligated to be with him. I do want to make that clear. But don't put things this energy. And when I say energy, I mean you, you're you guys are both flirting together. You like why have them go through their little sunken dance if you're not going to follow through with it? Why stop him and Josie from being together? And even when he was uh, the other Asian. Um, Reggie from season one like why stop whatever him and Josie has for him not to even end up with Veronica like there's and then like okay Veronica finds out that her mom was privy to her dad making these drugs in the prison and the whole water runoff thing and the the runoff from the drugs getting into the water system in Riverdale was making all the girls have seizures which that's something they never finished like, you can't keep saying, oh, all the girls keep having seizures. Why is it only the girls having seizures? They never, never said that. They never said, well, because of estrogen, because of the genetic makeup of women. or because, Like, they never addressed why it was only girls having seizures. And they still didn't. This episode, we weren't any closer to figuring out why it was the girls. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, it's just fucking frustrating. It's... Oh no! Do better, Riverdale. So, um, um, oh shit! I lost my train of thought. <laughs> so Veronica's like, "Yeah, we're going to uh, talking to Reggie. We're going to break into the prison and steal the drugs and burn them." So again, how old are these people? Are they children or are they adults? You're going to break into a prison with guards and prisoners. You're going to break into a prison. You're going to search around. Until you find these drugs. And the only the two of you are going to take these drugs and burn them. So you're not going to run into any guards. There won't be any prisoners there. There won't be any cameras. There, I mean, you're going to have a key to everything. You're going to just miraculously find out where the drugs are. What the fuck is going on? Like, I think that's the thing that's bothering me is that these are some pretty interesting storylines. But it's that you have them laid over these high school teenagers who you keep jumping back and forth between them being adults and being kids in high school. And it's not, there's like a cognitive dissonance or something there that's not allowing me to just accept what they're giving me. And it's, uh, it's like, what this, this show is a bit of a joke. Uh, so while this is happening, keep put a pin in that Archie after uh, Josie cleans him up and all this. He's like, yeah, you're right. I got to take care of this. I thought I fought my demons, but I didn't. So he gets a gun and goes to Riverdale General, which again, this is a hospital. Hospitals are 24 hours. This hospital has not one soul in it. Only Archie and only Hiram, who's unconscious in the bed. There's no nurses checking on him. There's no lights turned on. I said, what kind of, maybe I, because I'm not from a small town, Maybe I just don't understand, but Riverdale is too metropolitan and too current for this. There's no one in this hospital, so not even a security guard. You don't even think, well, hey, maybe we don't always have patients, but we happen to have a patient in tonight. Let's make sure there's always someone in this building. Who? Maybe he chokes on his tongue in his sleep, or maybe Hiram comes too and no one is around. It's so weird. So Archie walks in with a gun. Like, is there not cameras here? What are you doing, man? 
and he's getting ready to kill Hiram. He's like, ah, oh, you know, we've been through this song and dance, and you took me under your wing, you did this, you did that, and, I, you know, uh, life for life, and I'm going to take care of you here. Well, he sees kind of something in the window. He, he hides behind a door, and somebody comes in with looks like a black hood on, or black mask, but black hood adjacent. And they point a gun at Hiram, which why is everyone taking their time to extend their arm and just and point this gun at Hiram so dramatically? He's not conscious. If you're going to kill him, just kill him. Like, ah, this is so Archie is pointing the gun at whoever the intruder is and he shoots at him. He doesn't make contact. He doesn't shoot him in the shoulder, in the arm, in the leg, in the ass, in the back, in the head. He's very close to physically in the same space as this man. If you've gone through all this drama and trouble with this black hood and him attacking your dad and all this shit with Hiram and all this stuff with your friends and your girlfriend, why, if you're there prepared to kill Hiram with a gun to his head, if you're going to stop this mass vigilante from doing this job for you, why not just shoot to kill? Like, I don't know. I'm like, Archie, you ain't about that life. So all that being said, he calls Veronica and she leaves Reggie. And it's like, well, can you go and uh, break in the prison and get the drugs on your own? And then we just cut to her at, at the hospital with Archie. And I'm just like, what? You just said that we're going to do all this shit, climb into the prison, disable the guards, and take all the drugs and burn. First of all, how are we going to get all these damn drugs out? Where are all these people's parents? But she's like, oh, okay, yeah. Now, while he's apparently doing that, Veronica and Archie are talking. And she's like, I can't believe I thought that you were going to kill my dad. And what are you doing here? He says, oh, I came to see if you were here, you know. After such and such happened, you know, I just felt bad. Like, but you caught her on her phone and she picked up. And she's just going to accept that you thought she was at the hospital? Well, if you were looking for me, why wouldn't you have maybe called my phone? What? So, I don't know what he did with the gun. If he put it behind his back, in his back pocket, if he threw it away or what. But, What? So Veronica, we cut to another scene and her and Reggie are on the beach burning boxes and boxes and cases and cases of drugs. Well, again, I'm no scientist, but I'm thinking you have literally a ton of drugs, narcotics on the beach and you're just setting them on fire. This ain't a controlled space. You aren't a scientist either. Wouldn't Reggie and Veronica get sick? Wouldn't they get lightheaded? Wouldn't they get a contact high? Something should happen, but no. It's, this is such a weird show. And maybe, I know I'm not the intended audience, but maybe this really just isn't for me. Uh, and I'm going to keep going with it, you know, a bit longer. But I was just like, I, with this shit with, with Reggie, like just, he's good enough to be your bodyguard and a, do all this manual labor for you, but that's it. Like you stringing him along. Same thing with Josie. She's good enough to just sing and dance for you and good enough to like help you out of your problems. But you've eliminated the other black people on this show. And that's where it comes down to optics. I don't care if this is not intentional and this is art. So it's, it's made to be interpreted however you see fit, but there's some things you just can't deny. Where are the black people on this show? 
Josie, let's uh, Josie and Attorney McCoy aside, where are the black people on this show? We used to have Valerie. Valerie had a brother. We had Melody. We had Chuck. We had Chuck's dad. Wasn't he like the coach for a second? We had Josie's dad for an episode. We had Weatherby. We had Pops, Mad Dog, Manetta. So let's exhibit two as to why I'm just frustrated with this shit. They bring back Sheriff Manetta. I'm excited. I'm in this, I'm in my seat eating my fruit snacks, drinking my water. Like, oh, okay, Manetta back. Yeah, he was a villain, but whatever. This is another, you know, black person. And, you know, they found different shades of people. They got dark skin, light skin, green eyed, brown eyed. Okay, this black man, he here. He's having an affair with uh, Hermione. And Hermione set up FP. FP the one who shot Hiram. And uh, now Manetta's supposed to come and kill or set up FP or kill him, whatever, some convoluted shit. It, but that, well, I don't want to, I don't want to brush that aside. Like that wasn't good. Like that whole, like who done it? Let's follow the case. That was a good. Now this episode was really good in that regard. But all that shit aside, you bring back Manetta. He does all this shit for you. Hermione and Jughead towards the end of the episode have a little exchange where you know. He knows that she wanted to kill his dad, or at least set him up for murder. And, you know, he tells his dad, and his dad does a press conference because his dad is the sheriff now. And they, you know, frame Tallboy. They say Tallboy is the one who who shot at uh, Hiram. And that the story is, rather, that Sheriff FP had to kill him and whatever. So she's like, yeah, you know, you tell my secret, I'm going to tell yours. You don't tell nobody and whatever else. Hermione goes back to this cabin in the woods where her and Manette have been meeting for months, apparently. And she shoots this man. I, they, they cut away, so we don't know if it was in the head and the chest. It's understood or at least assumed that she killed him. Why did you bring back Manetta just to kill him? Again, why? What was the point? You brought this man back for five minutes worth of screen time just to kill him. Essentially, that's the same thing you did with Mad Dog. You brought him back for a few scenes just to get rid of him. He's still nowhere to be found. Valerie and Melody were pussycats. They were main cast members in season one. You got rid of them with the quickness and the way that you did it behind Cheryl, a white woman. And I think it cannot be ignored how race look because optics are everything. You had Cheryl who became obsessed with Josie to the point where she ran off her friends and her bandmates. Cheryl is the reason that they're no longer on the show. Cheryl poisoned Josie in order to do this like Nightingale shit where, or Munchausen, whatever the name of the, the syndrome is where now she wanted Josie to be dependent on her. She wanted to be Josie's sole friend. And we rectify that with a sung and dance number in the next season towards the end. It's like, what the, what the fuck? You don't see how bad this looks. Melody barely ever spoke. We never knew about any of her family life. Thankfully, we halfway got Valerie's family with her brother. Then you have Chuck's dad, the supposed coach or whatever. Hell, I honestly forget what his role was. I think he was the coach. But who knows? He's no longer here. Same thing with Josie's dad. This black man who showed up for all of two scenes and was never heard from again. Even with him, this town is under quarantine. You ain't going to see how you do. Whatever. I digress. Chuck. 
the other black person on the show in the same age range who had a more uh, vocal role. You make him the villain. He's this bad guy that was very was sexually harassed uh, Veronica, or at the very least made people think that she slept with him and all this other stuff. And then you make him do the whole good Negro thing where he turns his life around and he's doing better. And you, you pair him up with the black girl, which is like, ugh, okay, that's fine. That whatever. But then you run him off at the hands of her black mom. Like, what is, what are you doing? You, he even says to her, Oh, you know, I'm going to church and I'm doing whatever and I'm trying to be better. And she's like, you'll never be good enough for my daughter. You're just a thug trash. Or so, it's just, the optics, this shit just don't look good. And I'm trying to hold on, but I don't know how much longer I can watch Riverdale with this shit going on constantly. Like, Josie has no storyline. She has the, the one thing that stands out for me when you think about Josie is that once she can sing and that she lost her girls, her friends, her bandmates to Cheryl, a white woman, and that has been it. Nothing else. There's nothing. You can think of all the shit that Archie didn't done. Bad, good, indifferent, or whatever. All the storylines different people had. Even, I don't see what they're doing. I don't, I don't know. Again, this 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 show isn't for me. It's I'm not the target audience. It isn't for me. I just, how do you get it wrong so often, so frequently? Like, how do you do that? I don't know. It's y'all. I'm disgusted with it. Uh, use the hashtag WTRPod when listening to this episode. Give me your thoughts. How do you feel about Riverdale? How do you feel about the way things are handled? How do you feel about the way Riverdale treats its characters of color, its marginalized people? About this Reggie storyline. What about Josie? Where the fuck is Kevin? Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm, 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 I'm trying, I'm trying, but I, I can't, the list just keeps growing. And I, I tweeted out, uh, Riverdale, the town that's not safe for black folks. And then I listed the folks that used to be Valerie, Valerie's brother, Melody, Chuck, Chuck's dad, Josie's dad, Weatherby, Pops, Mad Dog, Mineta. Now I do know that everyone on this list isn't dead, but thinking about the representation in Riverdale and what you physically see. Where are these black people? The ones who aren't killed off, where are they? When do you see them? You see Attorney McCoy when she's helping out Betty. You see Josie when she's singing and dancing or helping out one of the white castmates. You don't see these black people. They're, it's like they don't exist. It's it's really, it's really frustrating, and I'm thinking this just may not be the show for me. I'm, I'm trying my best to hang on because season one was so good, and I really did enjoy it. But it's, it's, it's just not doing it for me. It's not. Uh, Weatherby and Pops are, though they're not series regulars, they are on the show, and yet, where are they? Pops mentioned his mom. Where is she? Like this show, because you have 22 or 23 episodes, you could do a really good job at like taking one episode and just focusing on some of these outlier characters, but you don't, you, you just don't. And then even the people who are people of color, like the Latino community, whatnot, you have these racially ambiguous ass people or these lighter skinned folks. And that's, that's all you see. I just like Fangs. I don't believe that Fangs is a white person. I don't even think that Sweet Pea is white. Um, I think they both look Hispanic or Latino to me. Uh, 
even if he looked like he a little spicy white, he got a little color to him. But I said I bring all that up because if you don't, Tony Topaz is the darkest serpent that we have, and even she, I believe, is Afro Latina, um, or she just racially ambiguous enough because hell, her her granddad was uh, like Native American. I, okay, I'm gonna end it here. So guys, uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. I would like to know your thoughts on Riverdale. Uh, I've been doing the live tweet the last few weeks and I've been, I've been having some feelings. Uh, that being said, this is an interesting show. I don't know where the hell they're going. I'm trying to hold on. Let me know if I should continue to do this show. Welcome to Riverdale. Um, this is the first review show that I've done when I started my podcast. So I think that's why it's like so hard to make a decision either way. Cause this is my prodigal son of a, of a show when it comes to the reviews and whatnot. But, um, yeah, make sure you check out the other shows on the Carefree Black Nerd feed. Sundays is Carefree Black Nerd proper. Learn about a black or a person of color in comics, uh, different interviews and reviews and whatnot. Uh, Mondays will be Welcome to Riverdale Day. Tuesdays are the A Deadly Class Act Podcast Day. And Wednesdays are Black Lightning Matters with my co-host Cole Jackson of government name and BYNK radio fame. The links will be in the show notes. Uh, make sure you tweet me carefree blurred. Use the hashtag WTR pod. Let me know that you're listening that we're watching this show. And if I should go on or not, um, go ahead and check me out on all other social media sites at carefree black nerd and, uh, shit until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky. And that's that. (laughs) 